Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we're going through Proverbs 6, verses 30 through 31. Let's get it. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. And so when I'm reading this and I'm trying to interpret this, I read that people aren't going to hate you if you don't get caught. But when you do get caught, you're really going to pay up. And that's basically what the verse has said. But then I asked myself the question, why do people not hate you if you're doing it and you don't get caught? Maybe it's because they don't know you're doing it. And because they don't know you're doing it, they have no reason to hate you. But it's like, once they find out, now they hate you and they make you pay sevenfold. That's totally valid. But I also thought about human nature and how we're all kind of have that thief in us. We all have those intrusive thoughts. We all have that negative side of us. Everybody has a bit of pride, lust, gluttony, sloth, envy, greed, or wrath that they, um, you know, have to battle with throughout their life. And so in my head, if the thief is stealing because they're hungry and they don't get caught, people aren't going to hate them because they have that inner thief too that wants to steal when they're hungry. And so they understand to an extent. And in my mind, because we're all struggling with this kind of sinful part of us, we all kind of have a part of us that wants to do bad things, right? In my mind, we give power to that part of us. When we look at somebody, we see them struggling or we see them doing something bad. And it's not too bad because like they're hungry. You know, we can kind of explain it away. They have a reason for it. I completely understand because I would do the same thing if I was in that situation. And so we justify, you know, sin running rampant in our life because we can relate and I think that's something that really holds a lot of us back because while we're not stealing often, like the people listening to this podcast probably have a good amount of resources. So you're probably not stealing for food. And if you are stealing for food, I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully one day I'll be able to help you out because that is my goal and my dream. But for those people who aren't stealing for food, who aren't like, you know, killing out of rage or wrath or plotting against their neighbors out of envy People who aren't really doing heinous things that society would deem heinous may struggle with fear. And fear is a big thing that the Bible calls us out of. Perfect love casts out fear, right? And we see people act out of fear and we don't call them out of it because we're like, ooh, I would be scared if I was facing that situation too. I can relate. And so then fear is permissible in our society because there's enough humans around to be able to relate to that fear. But When somebody gets caught in fear and they don't do something that's important in their life because of fear, you know, you're you're skipping over the small things because of fear. You're skipping over the small things because of people pleasing. But then something important comes up and you drop the ball, shame, misery, people hating you. You have to give up the goods of your house now all because you let fear take root and you were acting off of it. So that's kind of the interpretation I have. It's a next level interpretation. You don't exactly get it straight from the text. I'm not here to add or subtract from the word of God. I'm just giving my opinion on some of this stuff. That's what it made me think of. 
just the fact that we all have that sinful nature in us. And um, when we see somebody doing something sinful out of a baseline desire that we can all relate with, sometimes we excuse it. And I don't know how good that is for us, especially when it comes to fear. We do that all the time, every day. Um, but yeah, the entrepreneurial application of this is um, all entrepreneurs have those intrusive thoughts of fear, right? And you have those who give power to it and they end up paying sevenfold because they end up become successful. And then you have those that walk in love, walk in service and don't give power to fear or act despite fear. Maybe they're not even giving power to love. They're just acting despite fear because they want money and they don't let fear take a hold on their life. And those people end up being more successful. And um, yeah, they're not having to deal with those consequences of getting caught in a place where you're not supposed to be. And so I think that kind of taboo in the entrepreneurial world is giving power to fear or giving power to negativity because that, that'll stop you in your tracks before you get started. And so every entrepreneur has it, just like every person has that desire to steal when hungry. Those that do it, Sometimes they don't get caught and they don't have to pay. Sometimes people don't do it. So they have nothing to get caught for. And there are some people who do it and get caught. And those are like, honestly, much more people do it and get caught. And that's why entrepreneurship gets such a bad rap because it's so risky. So this, so that, but it's like, if you stay at it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, chances are you'll be successful at the end of it. Right? So where has this shown up in my daily life? I would say daily choices. Crazy. In my daily life, I make daily choices. And it's shown up when I am giving power to the negative side of me or the positive side of me in very small choices. Do I want to record that podcast? Do I want to do another cold outreach? Do I want to start my cold outreach before I play a chess game? Do I want to take a trade? Do I want to not take a trade because of the FOMO that I'm feeling? All this stuff can give power to something I either want to give power to, that is love-based, service-based, or I don't want to give power to, which is fear-based, right? It's also shown up in the standards I have around money, fear, massive action, and the community that I allow around me. So earlier I said, when you can relate to something, you let it slide. And that's what we kind of base our standards off of because there's some stuff I won't tolerate. Like I'm not going to drink water out of a toilet. Dogs do that. Humans don't do that. I'm not going to do that. That's just something I won't tolerate. I'm going to go find some other water and I have the capability to find other water. You know, if it really came down to it and that was the last drop of water on the planet, I would boil it first. And if I couldn't boil it, I'd figure out a way to boil it. And if I couldn't figure out a way to boil it, I'd start asking people, you know, I would do anything I could to not have to drink that water because I feel like it's dirty. And I don't think I'm a person who drinks dirty water. However, I have other standards around money, fear, massive action, and the community I allow around me because there are vices in all of those things. I don't take enough massive action. I don't have the perfect community around me and I don't perfectly act out of love instead of out of fear. And my relationship with money isn't perfect. Right. And so maintaining those standards around money, fear, massive action, like it allows laziness into my life. It allows poverty into my life. It allows, um, fear-based action into my life because I see people around me who are doing it. And it's like, I can relate to that. I was there not too long ago. And here's the secret. Part of me is still there. And I entertain that part of me, which is why it's so difficult to raise my standards. And I 
entertain that part of me with the people I surround myself with and the actions I take every day. And that is a reflection of my standards. And that's something you have to be real honest about yourself with. It's like, here's the thing. If you're trying to be a millionaire and you didn't see or talk to a millionaire on a regular basis in the past month and preferably five millionaires, like those should be the five closest friends. You're probably um, having some beliefs, having some thoughts, having some feelings that are holding you back from fully embracing a millionaire lifestyle, right? So that's just, you know, the standards, the things you tolerate in your community and in the, your daily actions are telltale signs of the beliefs that you hold. And so don't let those beliefs continue to hold you back. Identify them, stop them in the tracks, and then change your standards, and that's what's really hard. It's the implementation of the change standards because maybe you want to be hanging out with five millionaires, but you don't know how. Well, that's when you, A, stop hanging out with people who aren't millionaires and B, go figure out how, right? So where do I want this to show up in my life? I don't like letting stuff that shouldn't be there stay. And I'll talk about a limiting belief I had about money um, in the next show. So stay tuned for that. But there are plenty of beliefs that just don't serve me. There are plenty of thoughts that don't serve me, but I entertain them such as like um, just any negative thought that happens during the day of like, Oh, this person's not going to want this. So why would I even ask what that doesn't even make it's so like, it literally doesn't make sense. Cause you could flip the other way. and be like, Oh, I know this person will want this. So I have to ask. And in both scenarios, you know, nothing because you haven't asked. So instead of thinking about it, just go ask and then you will know because they will tell you. And then it frees you up to ask the next person. So when you let stuff stay there that shouldn't, such as a stray thought, a stray feeling, a stray action, and it dictates your life, it stops you from becoming the person you can come. And so eliminate all that and step into who God calls me to be fully. That's where I want this to show up in my life. And how can you guys apply this to your life? Well, I would say, what do you let slide currently that is actually harming you? Where are your standards lower than they should be? What are you allowing into your life that needs to go? Ask yourself that question. Start writing some stuff down and then start eliminating. There we go. That's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.